Welcome to Bad Life Titans. Uh, I'm Matt, with me is Anthony and Tom, and we are three gentlemen who have made bad life choices end up Titans fans, and brother, we are in mid-season form. <laughs> How you going, boys? Oh, yeah. Everything apart from footy, everything going good otherwise, but oh my God, hasn't the mood changed since last episode? Yeah. Crashing back down to earth with a thud. Yep. Tommy, how you going, mate? We've got a bit of a story time. Oh, yeah. Been a pretty interesting day. Spent most of it at the AR. Um, Just was helping the old man do a bit of work on a semi-trailer drives around, and I just had to get the deck piece up. Uh, um, Next minute, I fall on the back and sit my head, and I put my arm up, I think, and I just see this big fart, and the piece of metal slated on my arm and I thought, shit, yeah, it's she's broken and yeah. Um went to the AR straight away and uh, spent a few hours there. Thankfully nothing too amazing. I broke the bones and fractures. Just gotta be very sore and gotta bruise up really well, but you know, no real complaints here. Could have been a lot worse with that, trust me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe you're still turning up on Tuesday night and just committed, more committed than most of those idiots that are out there playing playing the game. So good to see. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Man. Always got to be committed. Yeah, if only yeah, that's the same it. heart. <laughs> yeah, we might have to get you in and teach them a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So we'll go on to the news. Um. There's mostly just injury reports for the news. Um, so Jojo Jafita, uh, Jojo Fafita, Sam Verrills uh, will both face long stints on the sideline after suffering injuries against the Dragons. Fafita has been sent for further scans after a knee complaint. Uh, out of, out of uh, a new knee complaint ruled the young fly out of this weekend's contest with the Storm. Following an awkward tackle in the sixth minute for Verrills, he courageously played through what has been revealed to be a fractured collarbone, which will see the gritty number nine missing the next few weeks due to this. This is unrelated to the stinging injury he copped when he left the field in the 49th minute. In other news, Jolliffe will miss the next three to four months as he recovers from a torn pec. Suffered in a training accident on Friday. It was a late change and he was dearly missed on the weekend. And Bowie Firma uh, had surgery on his ACL. And he will start beginning rehab. Well, um, yeah, not too much good you can say from that. Um, oh, just devastating, how, how? devastating news yeah. all around. Um, yeah, just you know, you start the year with Bowie Furmore, and that that was devastating enough. And then, obviously, um, hopefully. Hoping for good news on JoJo, but um, I think the big biggest loss is obviously Sammy Verrills. Like, you know, depending on three or four weeks, they're guessing. So um, that could could be a lot worse. But um, yeah, definitely not ideal. Just the difference he's already made in two games. Um, fortunately, the team didn't kick on this week. But um, yeah, no, he's he's made such a difference to that middle of the park and. Um, 
Yeah, hopefully get him back sooner rather than later. But, um, but yeah, between that and Jolliffe, I think uh, that's a big hit to our um our middle stocks. That's for sure. As and we already got steamrolled by the Dragons forwards. So um, yeah, it's going to be a few boys need to step up now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sorry, Tommy, you go. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's really harsh to see it so early on in the year. You know, losing Bowie and, you know, losing Jolliffe to what I think was a torn peck. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's a long, yeah, that's three to four months. So he's nearly gone for the year as well. And then Sammy Farrells and Jojo, like you said, Anthony, you know, hor- horrible to lose them boys for a while. Um, but, and saying that, you know, this is what how it can happen in your league and it's up to the guys who are out there still to step up and play a big part in the game. I mean, we've got Chris Randall, which, you know, people questioned why we traded away Mars you for Randall. Well, here you go. You know, we've got a still got a decent number nine to come back in. Um, you know, and obviously losing JoJo. You know, young kid, he's been really good, has a lot of potential in the world. Uh, but it's a chance for Brian Kelly to step back into the squad and show what he could do, you know, a few years back. Um, but yeah, as devastating as these guys are, you know, losing them, the other guys in the side still have to step up and do their job. There can't be any bullshit. I think about the whole, oh, you know, we've lost this guy, we've lost that guy. Like, there's still plenty of talent out there to be getting wins. So I think yeah. this this will be a big test about this week with the Storm, as we'll get into it later. But, you know, as bad as they are to lose these guys, again, there is more than enough talent on that field to still get results. So, Yeah. Yeah, losing Jolliffe um, last week really hurt too, and you could see the way they were through the middle of the middle middle of the pat, middle of the field. They were just getting devastated, and yeah, it's uh, round two, and we've already got what one, two, three, four, five guys who are on extended injury break uh, injuries. So, and we nearly had four in as well. So, just can't get any luck at the moment. No, isn't it ridiculous? Like, like you said, it's not like they're they're one or two week injuries. That's the problem. They're um they're pretty long term, most of them. So, yeah. Oh, just like you said, not much luck at the moment. And I th- unfortunately, I think you know we spoke about it in the first episode. I think luck was uh luck is what we needed with um especially foreign and and Verrills in particular. But um yeah, even guys like Fermore and. Um, Jolliffe, they're just good role players and good important members of the squad. They're they're just as uh just as tough to lose. So, uh, well, it's up to uh up to the character of the team. See how they stand up now, I guess. Yep. Uh, silver lining, I guess though, uh, gives a chance for Isaac Fasulmala Ali to to debut this weekend. He's been named in the seventeen. He gets to play alongside his brother, which is uh which is pretty good and, yeah, pretty happy for them. Hopefully they can uh, get a dub against Melbourne. Yeah, no, really excited to see Isaac. Um, 
I thought he looked, um, yeah, really good, good in the um, the trials, and um, yeah, looked like he more and more than um, held his own. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll lift, especially playing playing beside Tino as well. But um, nah, very happy. There's like you said, there's injuries suck, but there's always that small silver lining. So um, see a kid get a, a debut. So um, no, hope, hoping he crushes it this week and. Um, yeah, because that that middle middle our middle stocks have sort of copped a beating, obviously. So um, yeah, we need need these younger guys. Obviously, you don't want to put too much pressure on them, but um, yeah, definitely need them to um step up and uh, made their yeah made their mark in first grade. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess we'll get this over and done with. We'll move on to the the uh, game recap. The uh, Gold Coast Titans, as I said, reclaimed mid-season form going down to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 32 plus 18 down there at Net Strato Jubilee in front of 8,538 miserable people. Um, the 32 points to the Dragons come from uh, Liddell with a try, Ben Hunt, Ravalawa, Sloan and Laurie. Uh, Zach Lomax, three from five conversions and three penalty goals. The 18 points for the Titans. Uh, Luffy got off the mark uh, with a try early. Uh, Sam Verrills got off the mark for the Titans and in his 50th game, and Tino scored a junk time try. Tanner, three from three. Uh, like, we got out to a good start. We, um, you know, it was 12 nil, looking pretty good. A uh, bit of a forward battle in in and out. You know, so the the um, the discipline was starting to fade, especially Tino. Tino, early season discipline has been absolutely shocking and cost us quite a fair bit of um, meters, but he wasn't the only one. They crossed the board that the discipline was, was rat shit. And then we just let in, what, 32 unanswered points and um, just looked like an absolute... Shambles in defence, shambles across in attack. Tanner was just running around like a headless troop. Um, stupid mistakes, the goal line dropouts, kicking out on the full, not making touch on a on a penalty goal, like just basic errors. It's just frustrating. It's so frustrating when they just they can't do the simple things right, and they still try to do all these trick plays. And, and all this sort of bullshit instead of just rolling up their sleeves and doing the hard work. And one of these days, they'll figure it out. But, yeah, I, I, I've got really nothing. Like, just across the board, I, it was very, very average. Um, I didn't have much to much to, to talk about. I, yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. It's – um. Oh, it's just super frustrating. Like you said, no, no offense to the Dragons, but I know they're not going to take any because they they whooped their asses. But yeah, that Dragons team is absolutely dog shit. And you know, you compare it to our team. Yes, you know, we're down a down another middle, and we've got our injury concerns. But you know, so much better team on paper we are. And um, as you said early on, Dragons come out with a lot of energy and. And they were starting to really roll downfield, but you know we were able to turn that around and got two quick tries. Um, to you know go up twelve two, and you would look like we were well in control of the game. We could have kept you know muscling on, and as you said, the discipline just just completely the bottom of it fell out, and um, 
Dragons, what, scored three tries from 31st minute to the 39th? Like, yeah. It just completely fell to bits, and I don't, I don't know how that happens. Like, I just can't understand it. And, um, yeah, instead of trying to turn it around, like you said, with hard work, we go for, you know, go for these miraculous plays. And yeah, it's poor old Tanner, like you said, had a shocker, but... You know, I'll give him a bit of a break. I'm, you know, a few fans are calling for him to be dropped. I think that's um probably a bit soon. He definitely needs a bit of a spray, but um you got to stick with him um, at least for for a few more weeks. And um, but yeah, he just had a shocker. He just, you know, there's short dropouts. I think he should just uh quit quit while he's ahead with those. I think he's um one from eight or something. I think uh, our mate Trent said in the chat this week. So um. And yeah, I think it was twice he didn't find touch with uh with a penalty kick, so he obviously needs to um work on it. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or what it is, but um It was quite windy. I know in the second half they were in they were into the breeze. Yeah. I mean but that I mean there's no excuse. He's still like even if you kick it five meters, kick it out. Like it doesn't matter. That's it. Yeah. Especially if you miss kick your first one. I think I think he did it twice from memory if he if he did, you think you learn from your first one and just play a conservative and find touch. But, um, yeah, I think another confusing thing too, I just thought I'm trying to wrap my brain like Holbrook, if he knew that Jolliffe went down on the Friday, he was gone. Like, you know, I, I just cannot believe the logic that he did not bring another middle forward on the plane on, on Saturday when they flew down, like, yeah, he knew in advance he brings Chris Randall and um Tremaine Spry. Like Tremaine's probably bigger than some of our middle forwards, admittedly. But um, yeah, like he, he, he you know, we had a smaller bench against you know a Dragons pack that isn't isn't usually hot flash on paper, but they are, are a bigger pack, and I think that's half the reason we got steamrolled. And you know, the Dragons ran for six hundred more meters than us, so. I'd love to uh, love to hear his logic for that one, but um, yeah, other than that, not much to say besides, uh, yeah, probably our discipline shooting ourselves in the foot again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going through the game again and just looking at what specifically happened with our tries, and you can say that the discipline, that the short kickoffs. Um, online dropout, sorry, and just just all around just being poor on a defensive end. Um, it, it cost us so many points, so many points, and I I want to put it to you this way. From what I get is that a lot of their points came from us, like. And that's what frustrated me about this particular game is, it, it, like it again, it's hard not to. I don't want to disrespect Dragons because they still beat us and beat us well. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend that we got dominated by them solely. We shot ourselves in the foot so many times, and I mean the first points they got was off a Tano penalty. Um. You know, the, the penalty goal, then Sloan's first try just through the guts. You know, and I rewatched it, and what I noticed was Fafita was too slow getting back. 
sat out left the half there and Leia attempted to tackle Sloan but just missed him entirely. So that was the first try we conceded. The second try we conceded was the Hunt try and that was off a short kickoff into no man land where if you're going to do that sort of drop out, you've got to have people willing to chase it. You can't just drop it out, you know, 25 metres yeah. out into no man's land and have no one chase it. Like, And then Rafael Lara just picks it up and runs for five of our guys, just gets stopped, and then they pass it up to the left and Ben Hunt scores. Um, and then the Rafael Lara try um, at the very end, the third try, and that's 10-minute break. The smallest side they could have gone to, and it gets there. And that was because we switched off. We, we, we were asleep. We weren't seeing that Ravalava, who in his own right is a very good finisher at scoring tries, very good. You, you can't afford to give him any space on that right edge. And we did. You know, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough for someone like Ravalava. Um, you know, and that just deflated us significantly. And getting into the second half, Sloan's second try was off a race start. Um, and then I had a few tackles. And then there was a passage play where we had Josh Kerr tackled, but Nolan wrapped up the ball. So Kerr offloaded it, turned other dragons forward. Same thing, didn't wrap up the ball. So they offloaded it to Hunt. And then there was a gap as wide as the Red Sea where Hunt just sees a slot. Tyrell Sloan just sprinting passes to Sloan. He goes through untouched um and then the next two penalty goals was a off a short kick off fail it didn't go 10 and then foreign interferes with one of the dragons kick chases which is very blatantly obvious he did it and then the final try laurie for fader and leo just leave the biggest gap there for big someone like laurie to go through and again you know, Laurie isn't the most spectacular player, but my goodness, trying to stop someone of his size coming at you full steam when he have left the big gap open. It's criminal as far as I'm concerned as a professional footballer. Like, the, like it, I don't want to specifically blame them too, but two of the tries that we conceded were because of very poor defensive raids from Fafita and Liu. In that medal, and yeah. you know, again, I don't want to specifically blame them for the loss, but it doesn't help, you know, when you take away those two tries, you know, with Fafita getting a bit, getting quicker back to the line, and you know, Liu putting in a better tackle for Sloan, and then you know, not leaving as big as a hole for Black Lord to go through. All of a sudden, that's twelve points off the board, and that gives us. You know, what, 20 to 18 scoreline instead of 32 18? Like, it's those small things that you've got to look at and just see that the game could have gone completely different. We could have, we could be here talking about how we won, but we're not. We're talking about how our penalties, the penalties we can say in this game are ridiculous. The discipline, the defense in the middle, especially, it just, it was just so frustrating to see and you know and, and like we said like Tana had a shocker and uh, look admittedly I was one of the people that thought Tana needed to be dropped for those few mistakes and 
you know, perhaps I was a bit too harsh, you know, you're still relatively young and, you know, still learning his craft, but surely to heavens when it doesn't work once or twice in a game, you stop it and just boot the shit out of it upfield and back your yeah. goal line defense. Like it, what, it has to get to that point where you've got to stop trying to the flashy players like you've both said and just trust your goal on defense, do the high yards and back yourselves. It's just so frustrating. And, you know, I'm mixing I think, something other than a midfield bomb every now and then. Uh, yeah, I, I said it in the chat. It's becoming like Jamal Fogarty in some regards, Tana. Like a midfield yeah. bomb. Midfield bomb. Like, it's so ridiculous. You, like I say, like 10 plus years ago, fine, that works. But now the game is so different. You can't just do midfield bomb, midfield bomb, midfield bomb. You've got to shake it up. Like you look at you look at your best times in a game, there are three kicks they do: midfield bomb, kick it to the corner, or kick it out so that your team can have a breather. It's it's such a staple part of a half's game nowadays. And yeah, you know, uh, and like we said, Tarnock hooked at the end, and Foran took over the kicking. Like that, to me, hopefully, is a sign that Holbrook has talked to Tana this week and made him realise he can't just keep doing his shit. He's, you know, yeah. if he wants to be a long-term seven, he has to adapt his game to what it is now and start looking at different options rather than, like we've said, I mean, feel bomb. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think with Tana and his situation, like you've got Toby Sexton and Tommy Weaver come, coming through and obviously, you know, I'm a massive Toby believer. Um, his, his main issue has always been just the missed tackles he's had. Um, but then you've got Tommy Waver coming through her, I think has got the potential to be better than both Tana and Toby. I really like Tom and I can say it I can see a world where he starts this year sometime as the seven. I can genuinely yeah. say that. So you know it, as much as I don't again, as much as I don't want to pin the, the loss on specifics specific players it's hard when specific players cost the team a lot of points if that makes sense like yeah yeah, yeah. no it, i understand what you're saying but i mean it, it was a terrible loss across the board they were all pretty much fucking pathetic like T- tino's discipline early he's just really frustrating he's either the best player in the world or you know just the most ill-disciplined park footballer sometimes they can still get meters but yeah i mean yeah you can't pinpoint it all on, on two or three players when when everyone was terrible like foz didn't have a really good game um you know aj was probably the only one that put in the whole game and and, and was trying but <laughs> there was a lot of unremarkable efforts and they were just out enthused from from the from first whistle, they were they were out enthused. Um, they were they were just outplayed from from start to finish. And hats off to um, hats off to, to St George. Like, yeah, that's hopefully it. they learn from it. They can they pick it up and and move on. That's it. That's the annoying thing. Like you said, just you can tell completely outthused and outplayed. Like, I just don't understand how you can't get up for this game. Like. You've got a good opportunity to go two and zero, 
heading into sea bus this week. You know, you got your tails up and you just go out. And like I said, it was the same as the Tigers game. Like for the first 10 minutes, even of this game, we were fully asleep behind the wheel. And then we finally, finally kicked into action. And then, you know, it was like it got all too hard and we were, you know, a bit bored. And, and the Dragons just completely went on with it from there. So, oh, yeah. it's really. Like that forward pack should be steamrolled. Like, you know, Fodawaka. Tino, Fafita, Liu, like they should be steamrolling players. They should be steamrolling every team they play. Like yep. there's just no excuse for it. Yep, 110%. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to, yeah, as I said, on paper, it's it's a brilliant forward pack. It's obviously down a couple of members, but it's still a, a good forward pack on paper and much better than the, the pack they come up against. But yeah, just a lack of energy and, you know, like uh, I think Tino was probably the only forward to, to run well over 100 metres. I think other than that, Mo was like 50 metres or something like that. Like it's just... Isaac, Isaac got 160. Oh, Isaac, good. yeah, yeah. And uh, he really stood up. Um, Obviously, like you said, Tommy had his, had his moments in defence getting caught out a little bit leading to tries. But, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, it's... And especially Mo, like, I, I just want to see him go to the next level. Like, he was really good last week, but this week he just come on and he was, yeah, he, he just did not have any impact at all. And, you know, this is a state of origin calibre front rower he's shown in, in the past. So he's one I just really want to see. He's got the starting role this week and, you know, a couple of men down in the pack. Like, he's he's got to be one of the ones to help, you know, help Tino out, help Dave out and Isaac out and yeah, yeah, take some of the take some of the um, pressure off of those guys. Yeah. But he's not alone either, so uh, No, no, yeah, that's it, mate. There's there's a long list we could we could write a list you'd be you'd, you'd run out of paper. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You're not wrong there. And um yeah, another one I'm I didn't I'm, see I didn't, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say another one. I'm not not too certain on at the moment, but obviously being a kid can't be too uh, judgmental. Lofi, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's finding it tough at the moment. He's his uh, ball handling and his defense possibly needs a bit of work, but yeah, obviously he's young. These things are going to get better. But I just just wonder when um Jojo, if Jojo's only out for a few weeks, fingers crossed. Um. Yeah, whether he might be the odd man out when JoJo gets back. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. If if it depends on how BK goes, but you think Tremaine Spry be sniffing around for a spot soon too? So yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. I didn't see um, Justin's press conference, but I, you know, I can imagine it's just the same old. Oh yeah, we tried hard, good preparation. Don't know what happened. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was only two minutes long and. He he mentioned that I think Tino was crook as a dog, so he was gonna be ruled out last minute, but he played through. So maybe that explains um, as you said, those few silly errors oh, and yeah. But um yeah, no, I think it was much of the same, you know. Talking about, yeah, some of the injuries and whatnot, but yeah, no, nothing really too uh too much said in the in the conference anyway. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. 
If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Here you go, David. Go and get another try. Your third. Okay, moving on to the Steve Michaels uh, Memorial Award and... Oh baby, is there, is there any more fitting title after after this week? Um, <laughs> Alrighty, boys, I know it's kind of hard to pick three decent players from that rabble, but uh, who's going first? Oh, listen, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it off off the hit up to, uh, I'll give it to Tommy. I'll take that. <laughs> right, <I will. laughs> um, yeah, right. So I'll go from one to. One, two, three. So like one point goes to Jojo. Um, look, out of 17 guys, he was probably one of our better. You know, I have the real complaints about him. Runs, ran the ball hard. He tried. Um, it, it was just one of those games for him. You know, nothing really happened. He just, just tried. Um, and that's all you can really expect in that sort of situation. Um, my two points will go to... AJ, I think, again, you know, out of the other 17 guys, he was one of our best. Um, and, you know, you got to get that with AJ. You know, you know you're going to get a almost 80-minute performance from him. Um, you know, he'll always be in, be in anything you need him to. He'll run when you need him to, pass when you need him to, defend. Like, he's just that guy and um, and my three points that this is probably the toughest one. I'm gonna have, I'm just gonna have to give it to Tino. Um, you know, to, d- discipline wise, yes, he was very poor, but I think you know, he was the second highest run meter on our side. He made the most tackles, he scored, um, what was a consolation try, but he still had to put a lot of work to get to that position. Um, and yeah, I, I've got nothing really much more to say about that. You know, that was that, that was the free best out of what was a pretty shambolic game. Yep. Yeah. I no, can't argue. Can't argue with them. Um, yeah, a bit of a yeah tricky one compared to last week. It was trying to fit who we. Uh, you know, there was a couple that missed out that probably deserved points, but this week was uh, a bit more difficult. But um. Yeah, I went uh, one point. I went uh, Isaac Liu. I think, um, you know, he, he definitely had his moments in defense. And, you know, he, but overall, I was pretty happy though. And I, you know, like you said, I didn't realize he, he, he ran for that many meters, 160 meters or so, I think you boys said. And, um, yeah, made plenty of tackles in the middle as well. And, um, he just stood up a bit in Jolliffe's absence, so I'll uh, I'll go one point for him, um, two points Tino. Um, as you said, you boys have alluded to that the errors discipline really needs to figure out something there. Um, whether it's from trying too hard and getting frustrated or what it is, but either way, can't be giving away silly silly penalties and silly errors. So. Uh, but he still leads from the front, and I think he made you know 
40 odd tackles and 140 meters. So you can't, can't be too disappointed at that. That's a good knock. Um, and three points goes to Brimo. Um, unreal, unreal performance. That, that first try was ridiculous. Uh, the first try he set up for Lofi was ridiculous. You know, he, I think he beat about three or four fellas. He looked like he had spiders on him and, um, he finished the game with six tackle breaks, 141 meters, um, really, really strong performance. So, um, like we said last week, good having him back in the one Jersey and yeah, he's got, uh, my player of the match in, uh, not much competition, but he, he was definitely very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I've gone one point for Sammy Verrills, uh, played with a broken collarbone, um, scored his, uh, debut try for us, uh, fifth game, 50. Couldn't really fault much of him for when he was on. I probably would have given him more if he played the full game. Um, I got two points for Isaac. Yeah. Just solid middle. Um, and he was unnoticeable, which means in a, in a, t- in a game like that, I think that's pretty good because he didn't, in my eyes, didn't screw up too much. And yeah, three points for AJ. Uh, as you said, the, the try, he was tackled, broke free of the tackle, then broke three more tackles and somehow got a ball through three three players to, to Lofi on the corner to get him that try. And um, he is by far the best player on the field at any stage uh, so far this year. And if he doesn't run away with this this, this award, then I'll be shocked. Um, but, yeah, as you said, it's uh, pretty grim pickings. Out of a lot of them, so pick up your fucking act, boys. Yeah, who doesn't want the Steve Michaels medal for God's sake? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh, very good. And yeah, just doing uh, some calculations. Obviously, two weeks in, but um, yeah, we got AJ's leading the leading the medal. As you said, no surprise. Twelve points at the moment. Um, got Dave and Isaac Liu on six each. And uh, Tino's catching up. He's on five in third place now. So, yeah, AJ well and truly in front. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's round two and I think we could almost seal it. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd give it now just about. So, yeah, yeah. no. Nah, oh, good on him. Definitely good on him. Okay, moving on to this weekend's game, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Melbourne Storm. A Seabus Super Stadium, 2 p.m. local time kickoff on Saturday. I think I've done, I'm not sure if I said that. Um, hopefully some nice weather. It's been pissing down up there in Queensland lately, so uh, hopefully the sun shines and uh, the crowds get out there and, and get behind them. And I think you can still buy memberships for full year and still get free entry for this round, so... Get amongst it if you're up there. Um, now, a few changes, obviously, due to injuries and whatnot. So we'll go through the team list. The Gold Coast Titans will have AJ Grimson at fullback, Lofi and Kelly on the left-hand side, Shop and Sami on the right, Foreign and Tanner in the halves. Tanner survives by the skin of his teeth. Um, Mo and Tino in the front row. Chris Randall making his club debut. Uh, for feeder and Joe Stimson in the um, in the second row, and Isaac is the lock on the bench. We got JC, Aaron Clark, Joe Verna, and Isaac Fasul Mala Ali, as we said. 
making his debut for the Titans alongside his brother, which is massive news. Um, all of a sudden, our bench looks pretty, pretty thin. And the forward pack doesn't look as as good as it has been, and you're not so comfortable not so comfortable anymore. No, no. As as you said, reading it round one's team sheet um, before Bo's injury, you're thinking, bloody hell, we have yeah, who's who's going to miss out? And uh, now it's um, yeah, obviously, congratulations to Isaac, but um, yeah. Very, very thin bench, as you said, and I'm I'm just glad that they put uh put another middle on there, another middle forward rather than you know as I said last week, bit of a head scratcher having a utility, and then another number nine on the bench was a bit a bit of a weird one, but um yeah. yeah, happy with the front starting front row. I think as I said, Mo Mo's got to step up. He's an origin origin caliber player and. We know he has a good performance, you know, in him every two weeks, but it needs to be every week. So, um, him and Tino up front, Isaac Liut Lock, and um, the same back row pairing as the, the opening two weeks. So, starting pack very good, but it's um, yeah, it's gonna gonna come down to if the bench can come on and at least do a serviceable job and and stop the storm uh, storm roll on, but. Um, definitely helps us. Uh, Nelson's out. Otherwise, I, I bloody shiver to think what Nelson could have done to uh to our weakened forward pack. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just going through the 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 storm, their their bench is pretty light too. Like Jonah Pezzett, Alec McDonald, Tariq Sims, Jordan Grant. Like they they are not uh, not what they used to be. No, no, and in true true Melbourne fashion, the well, not last week, but the the week before, they found a way to make it work and make these no namers just pull a rabbit out of the hat and and turn into first graders. But you know, they they showed last week that it's not going to happen every week, especially if you come come there ready to play against them. And and you know, off the opening whistle, we can't afford to be like we we have the past two weeks where we. You know, we've been asleep for the first 10, 15 minutes. We can't do that against the storm. Um, yeah, it's good, good. You know, as I said, they've got Nelson out and um, obviously Pappy's still out, but oh, typical Titans luck. Um, yeah, the Olam, Coates and um, Tui Tomatamika and Meany, they're all, all coming back. So, yeah, no surprise there, but... Um, I wish Craig would have given him another week off, but um, oh, it's no excuses. You got to beat who's in front of you, and in our, you know, first home game, and it's going to be a you know packed stadium by the sounds of it. So, you know, there's no reason not to turn yeah. up. Exactly, Tommy. You got any thoughts on the uh, on the game? We just have to get a win. I I know it's a bit you know, very basic and, you know, what the expectation is, but we have to win. Last week was shambolic. Our, like we discussed everything, defense, discipline, the stupid short kickoffs, the silly errors. It was unacceptable. And this is a very weakened Storm squad, but it's still a Storm squad 
that if we aren't careful, can put 50 on us. And I'm not joking. If we aren't careful, this this team can put 50 on us. Um, That's for sure. So I really hope that the focus this week um, is very much along the lines of fix the attitude on, you know, discipline, fix our defense, especially for the middle, because uh, that's where Dragons got us a lot. And then stop the short kickoffs because, you know, when we have JoJo in the side, sure, it can work, but we haven't really got any high leapers. And then Storm have got Xavier Coates. Like, no one's going to beat Xavier Coates on our side to any short line drop out, line short kickoff. Like, it ain't happening. So I would rather see the guys really back themselves this week on a goal line defense and really show why they brought Brett White into the club. Um, yeah. And instead of that, and I hope the biggest thing I hope is Kira and Foran does take a bit more of the kick game this week um, just to take the pressure of Tana a little bit, but also just to have that experience like we have brought brought him in for because uh, this is a game, like I said, you know, we can win, but at the same time, Storm could put 50 on us if they want. Um, so there's a lot of things that have to happen this week uh, in a very short amount of time, but um, like you said, Matty, I think the only positive for this week's game is the Storm's bench, like you said, is very thin. Um, like looking at it, I know two names. I know Jonah PZ from the under-20s State of Origin last year. He was very good for the Blues. And then obviously Tarek Sims, first game for his year, you know, Yes, has been a bit quiet for Dragons, but, you know, a Melbourne Storm, Tarek Sims could be one of the better second rollers in the game. So, yeah, it's it's got to be a tough game from start to finish. Um, obviously, Storm are going to be rolled up after last week's game against the Dogs when they got humiliated dead at Amy Park. So, this is the sort of game where these guys have to really understand that it's not just a depleted Melbourne Storm, like this yeah. Storm side, has guys coming back, and Craig Bellamy would be punishing them all week for the game yeah. against the Dogs. Yeah. Like, you're going to do more like, than just turn up against this team. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to turn up, plus step it up to showing that you want to be a state of origin player level almost. Like, it, it's going to be such a big game for us. And I think for me, how we play this week will be a big indication on where the mentality of the side is because we keep saying it, it's a young side. And obviously with younger players, they can get a bit overconfident or they can think that the squad they're coming up against isn't as good. This is where yeah. they need to have that mentality of, okay, it's, yes, still a depleted storm side, but they are going to come here to play. So we have to match their whatever they come out with, we have to double it. But that's, that's just the way it has to be. And um I I am excited to see Isaac get his debut this week. Um hopefully we get to see him and Tino tackle one or two times together. Um 
And I'm kind of excited to see Joe Furner get his return. Yeah. He obviously didn't have many chances in 21 because he tore up, I think he did his ACL. Um, and then last year, same thing. He was out for the entire year because of that injury. So he gets his crack, first crack back in just over a year and a bit. So he will have to Sam, have a bit. Sorry? Yeah, and he comes in, and he comes in for Sam McIntyre. It was just flat out dropped. Yeah. Um, which is good. Mm. And hopefully that's which a is, sign that yeah. Holbrook's not going to take this sort of bullshit from the guys anymore. And, you know, there are some players here that need to be careful. Um, you know, the back line, I feel could be replaceable with Jojo, any of them, I think. Yeah. Um, so they've got to have a big game. I think Tana, you know, again, not the sole loss, reason we lost last week, but he had a lot of stupid errors. So he's got to have to have a big game. Um, you know, and yeah, you look, you look at Chris Randall, he now has an opportunity to lock down at number nine jersey. Even when Pharrell's comes back, so he's Gonna have to have a couple big weeks. So there's a lot of players who need to step it up this week. There's a lot of positions up for grabs when certain players come back. And it's to me a real big indication this week where this team is at mentally, whether or not they can see if there is more at stake than just a depleted Melbourne side who has a couple of guys coming back. You know, like it's a lot more for just that. And yeah. And yeah, they need to. Uh, they, they need to. Uh, they need to bring the vibes back because the vibes are took a very big depletion depletion over the weekend. <laughs> Massive fuck. The vibes. Are that's, that's 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 all I'm looking for this week is vibes. So I just need the vibes back. Vibes aren't dead, but they're not high. <laughs> they're in deep depression at the moment. The vibes. So hopefully, oh, you know, they're... around. They're a little bit flatlined, so we just need to we just need to give them a little bit of a jump start, get the vibes back, get this team rocking again, back home in front of the crowd. They got a new mascot this week as well. Um, I think it's the debut of the new mascot. That's because they they got Blaze Blade and and this yeah the the girl Blade. I can't remember what her name is, but get out Goldie, there and that's it. Goldie, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Blaze Blaze Blade and Goldie. So um, yeah. Look out for that. Um, yeah, look, who knows? Come on, guys, just do so. Just show something. Just show that last week was the was the um, was the outlier, and not not the week before. So, yeah, thirteen plus. Um, yeah, just, Anthony, did you? Oh, sorry, did I was you... just going to mention. Um, I, I want to see too, like Jaden Campbell. I'm just scratching my head at the moment. What is our what is Holbrook's plan with Jaden Campbell? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, well, I think he did he play only like twenty minutes or something this week. Like it was, it was yeah. He, he, he came on to replace Tana. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was just gonna add in that. I'm just I'm really keen to see like as the weeks go on. Is it just a wasted bench spot or is there an actual plan? So I guess uh, I guess we'll find out. I think. I think what he's what he's hoping is by the stage that he brings him on, we've got a role on when we're dominant. And we've got the, the thing is with Jaden Campbell, we can't just throw him in there when we're getting steamrolled because he, he's not going to add anything. And it's not fair on him. But we're not steamrolling 
play teams at the moment, and we're not getting any momentum. Even when we're on top, we're not rolling through them through the middle on them. No. And it's really hard for him to use it. And, and and as you said, it is a wasted bench spot at the moment until we start until the until the forwards start doing their fucking job and fucking and running hard and not taking any shortcuts and and and, and getting on top and winning that that middle battle. So, yep, yep, no, that's true. That's be good in an ideal world, but yeah, unfortunately, the the first two weeks we definitely definitely haven't had a role on to bring him on to. So. Yeah, no. never know if this week will change it, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, do we have any Twitter questions? Yeah, yeah, we've got a few. Um, Put it out early this week, so uh, thankfully I'll keep my job, but um, <laughs> got, a, got a couple of questions, Um, as usual, from our mate, good mate, Lambretta. He's always on to it, so um, yeah, he just had, just had the one question this week. It's a it's a few little questions. So he just said, um, was Sunday's effort a lack of focus, underestimating the Dragons, young players being young and making mistakes, key players going off or something else? What are your thoughts? Um, I This this way, yeah, I, I guess focus, attitude, uh, their attitude has sucked at the start of the year. Maybe they... Maybe their off season was too hard and they're a little bit flat. Um, but something needs to click. There, there, there's something. The start of the game, they're just starting terribly, and that, then that just bleeds through the rest of the game. And I think it's a combination of of everything. Like St George were up for it. St George had a point to prove. They've had. They've been told that for for the last six weeks that they're the wooden spoon favourites. Um, Yada yada yada. They've had you know guys going to jail and this that and the other, and they've had the worst off season ever. And they had a point to prove, and they come out and they proved it. And we just we got ambushed. We weren't ready for it, and we had nothing to to do. I, I, it's attitude more than anything, and I'm really disappointed in that the most because that's what Brett White was supposed to be changing. Yeah, no, that's a good answer, mate. Um, I think it was a combination of all those things, really. Um. Yeah, but the main thing I think, like you said, is attitude, and it's just it's disappointing because, like you said, Brett White and Kieran Foran and you know Sam Verrills, these guys, you know, that they're, they're hopefully the driving force between changing this. But you know, then again, it's only two two weeks in, so whether that'll that'll improve over the season, but you know, also that can't be an excuse because. Soon enough, it might be round ten, and you know you're you're languishing in the bottom three and wondering where it all went wrong. So, um, yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully I can fix it out. But I hundred hundred percent agree. It's you know just and at, the attitude wasn't there, and we just dragons were up for it, and we we couldn't care for some reason. So, um, yeah, what have anything, Dad, Tom? No, I've got nothing to add. You boys covered it all. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, pretty pretty hard hard to guess. You know, like I said, you're not dealing with a lot of. Uh, you're only dealing with two weeks of um evidence as well. So, but um, yeah, fingers crossed they can turn it around. But um, yeah, we had a, had another statement um in Sergio Formica. He said, "I've got nothing." absolutely speechless so, 
you can't argue with that. Yeah, that was that was pretty much me the entire day on Sunday when I was when I was watching. Just hands up in the air and like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Didn't didn't expect it, but um, no. Oh, our um final question from uh, Luke, um, and then about a hundred numbers after that. Uh, Luke says. <laughs> Seems that no matter what changes we make, we always end up doing the same dumb stuff every year. What is it about the Titans that we can never build sustain, sustained success or even just success in general for that matter? We'd love to hear your thoughts, lads. I think That's every goal for franchise has been trying to figure that out for years. I think... Yeah, I don't think it's specifically just the Titans. I think it's just been something that, you know, all of the other Gold Coast clubs have tried to figure out why couldn't they get the ball rolling? Why couldn't they get things going? You know, I mean, shit, we didn't didn't tweet, sign Wally Lewis at one point and then that flopped. And then, bro, I I just don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. Like, I ask myself this question. Let's say you put this. Let's say you put the Penrith Panthers squad at one back to back, right? Let's say you put that squad at the Titans. You put everything for the Panthers as at the Gold Coast Titans. Would they still win the competition as the Gold Coast Titans? Like that's my mentality. Like, is the Gold Coast just for name's sake just cursed in a way, or is it just not meant to succeed? Like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it's the Bermuda Triangle of success. No, I just, I just could, I don't understand. I, we had a good few years there at the start, you know, with Preston, Scott, Maddie, um, well, Frankie, Minicello, Harrison, just off the top of my head. And ever since then, it's just, you know, we've never been able to replicate something similar. And I think the biggest thing is, We've either had a squad that's too old or now we've got a squad that I think is still a bit too young. And, you know, it may be, you know, in a year or two more seasons, we could be saying that this team is the best team in the confidence of premiership threat, but it's just, we just don't seem to have a, a, a plan that fits all pieces, whether too old or too young. You know, and you know, it's, this is just like going on a big history rant. But you you look back at when yeah. we had those, you know, the big guys, you know, Prince Campbell or Frankie Minicello. We didn't have a lot of young kids coming through because we never had youth programs coming through like we do now. You know, we didn't. I don't think we had Keeper Park on our ranks. We didn't have, you know, any system sort up around North. Northwest New South Wales, where that is very popular with the Titans now, or you know, we didn't have that to start with, and I think that's what halted us for so many years. And now it's the case of we have that, we have the young talent coming through, but when you look at our squad, Isaac Liu and foreign Adiali players over 30, and I think Adiali players over 100 games, I think. Yeah. Like, as much as I need, as much as you need to have the youth, you also need those experienced blokes. I think that is what's costing us at the moment still. 
Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the answer is, unfortunately, um, Luke. But it's uh, very frustrating for someone that's been a Gold Coast supporter for thirty odd years, um, or however long it's been, and um, there's no. That's the million dollar question, isn't it? Like you find that, like it's it's like trying to cure cancer. <laughs> you know, how do you how do you make it? How do you like? Doesn't matter what you do. There's just it's just frustrating, and hopefully they figure it out sometime soon. Because yeah, they've got they've got the ingredients. Like they've got they've got the fan base now is is there and it's loyal and it's solid. They've got. The, as you said, Tommy, the, the nursery of, of talent that's starting to come through and, and you know, they're, 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 they're almost, they're running out of spots for these kids to come through and, you know, they've got, they've got all this, they've got all the resources available to them. Like, surely at one stage it's going to click and, and, and it's all going to fall into place. But it's kind of hard, you know, like we'll gave Penrith a heap of shit for um, their five-year plan that took eight years, but look at them now. Um, if they had, if they could communicate with us what the plan is and how they're going to go about it and, and what it is, but it just seems like they're just very reactive year in, year out, and it doesn't seem to be a, a, a future plan of, of, of sustained success. And, yeah. We need to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know either, Luke. <laughs> I, I don't know. You come here for answers, but I don't think any of us have got it. It's um, oh, it's the biggest question that's probably faced the club ever. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. Like you, like you said, Matt. It's like it's the Bermuda Triangle. Like, there's got to be a reason. It's not even just rugby league. You know, it's basketball, and you know. Cricket, whatever you soccer, soccer, AFL, AFL, yeah, it's like every sport. It doesn't make sense, you know. And um, you go back to those early days, and like you said, off to a good start, and then you know the club for probably five years or so there was scandals, and it was a bit you know amateurish for a bit there. But you know the club nowadays they're professional. They're you know we've got a good squad. Um, I don't even know about the too young thing, you know, like you, you look at Penrith, they've got, you know, what, three guys that are maybe over 25, 26 years old and, um, Brisbane, you know, hate to bring them up, but yeah, look at what the Broncos are doing this year with, you know, really Reynolds and Caprol are probably the, the lone two older guys and, um, you know, we've got enough there and we've got, you know, old heads in our squad, like foreign and, you know, Verils and, you know, these sorts of guys, they're, they're experienced guys, but it's just, it hasn't hasn't changed anything. You know, we're only two rounds in, but it hasn't changed anything. And oh, I don't know what the answer is. As I said, Matt, the I've got all the, the puzzle pieces and we've got a good, good squad and got a good, you know, good management team. Um a board, good board, um, and you know, I don't know what the answer is, but um, yeah, we better better figure it out quick because um, you know, as we said, with the dolphins coming in, they're not, you know, the the Titans don't think they're a major threat, but 
tell you what, they keep playing how they're playing. And um, you know, some of those kids watching the Dolphins, you never know, is it, you know, jumping ship and jumping from Titans to Dolphins, it's it's a real possibility. So yeah. you just need to figure it out. You know, I don't know. I don't even know if you can say it's a coach problem or what it is, but yeah, fingers crossed they can get it get it together soon and we don't end up like uh like the other Gold Coast teams of the uh years gone by. So yeah. yeah, bit of a bit of a head scratcher. But um yeah, good question to finish on. Uh, but yeah, as usual, send in send in your uh, questions and uh, hot takes every week and yeah, we'll do our do our best to answer them. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Emmy on on Twitter. She's been she's been getting in contact from Leeds, and thanks for for sharing all the part of it with all your friends over there in the UK. And appreciate it all, and all listening from from wherever in the world you're you're all listening to. And uh, also shout out to the Titans social uh, media group, um, especially our mate down there, um, who uh, like you you guys. Hey, you've been putting out some really good content this year, and how you manage to keep a, a positive spin on everything is uh, when, when we put in performances like that year after year. I uh, I uh, I don't envy you, but I uh, appreciate all your work. Um, and that'll pretty much do us for this week. Thank you very much for listening in. If you've made it through to the end of this pod, uh, congratulations. Well done. Uh, we will hopefully be speaking to you next week after a win against the uh, against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, don't forget you can interact with us at Bad Life Titans on Twitter and you can find all of our individual socials there and our good friend, The Biggest Tiger and Sports Best Friend Podcast Network. Gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Um, Tommy, look after yourself, mate. Keep your feet up. Don't stress and uh, don't don't go crawling under trucks again. <laughs> I'll take the advice. Thanks, Matty. <laughs> no worries. Especially right, not thanks, uh... boys. Sorry, I was just going to say, especially not about 3 p.m. on Saturday. Don't you know, <laughs> don't take the loss too hard if it is. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Tommy. Uh, All right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.